Welcome to the Swapcast. Today we have a special guest. We have Karen, who just identified as being incredibly complicated in a Pisces, but also has a product line that has been picked up by Swap's new store um, called Sacred Whore. Hi, how are you? Hello, I'm well. How are you doing, Phoenix? I'm fantastic. Thank you. I'm so excited to get to talk to you today. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. All right. So now tell us about this whole product line. I'm so excited to hear Swap is creating uh, a line of products from uh, other creators that are going to be accessible. I'm so excited for this store launch. What are we going to be seeing from you? Yes. Okay. So let me, I'm going I'm to back it up for a quick second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... So I am a clinical herbalist and a licensed massage therapist, and the name of the product line, or or yes, the name of the product line is Rhythmic Botanicals, mm-hmm. and so it's really rooted in movement spaces. Okay. So that's like how it was developed. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be part of a collective called the Oxalis Collective. We did healing justice work. Um, I'm based in Maryland. So here in the DMV, the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and nationally. Mm -hmm. And I want to share with you the connection with SWAP. I met Justice in Detroit, and we were both presenting at Allied Media Conference, and I passed around some of the herbs that we use within our facilitations within the Oxalis Collective. And Justice and I just dreamed together, and that's how it landed. That's how, like, the sacred whore line was kind of dreamed up, right? Like, okay, not right. my dream per se, you know, uh-huh. like, Justice dreamed this up. And I was just so excited to partner with Justice. So there are a lot of different, I can go over the categories. It's like glycerates, and there are also herbal teas, and tinctures, and different like healing sprays, Mm -hmm. and herb-infused honeys. Like there's just such a beautiful offering, even like, I call them sacred spaces. Themes, like second chakra themes, sleep sachets, healing baths, all the things. Well, I heard herbal tea and got very excited because if there is one thing I love, I'm actually drinking a cup of tea as we are recording. I love a good cup of an herbal tea. I love it. So I'm, I'm excited now. I'm okay, even more so excited. <laughs> exactly. Phoenix, I have got to send you, you know, and we'll talk offline. Mm-hmm. I have got to send you just a care package. I would love to. I'm drinking one of the teas now and it's called Big It's called Big Vibration. Mm-hmm. So it has like nettles, which is really nourishing mm-hmm. and red raspberry leaf and some linden in it. So we are we are both drinking tea. Oh, yes. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm just, you know, I'm super excited about the idea of having this line where um, you know, people who are friends of swap, people who have engaged in sex work, people who, um, you know, want to be able to, um, take better care of themselves are going to have access to products. I think it's amazing at the idea that we are going to have, um, 
more of an ability to self-care because Lord knows we need it, right? In activist circles and sex worker (laughs) circles, we definitely need these products. So I'm super excited about the line because it just seems like there's never enough time in the day to properly take care of yourself, you know? Of course, of course. And what's so amazing is the brilliance of justice. Justice actually helped me rename the products. Like I felt like the product line was solid, but it was so insightful to have a conversation with justice and find out like, okay, what is needed? Like, how can I be in service? Mm -hmm. Like that was my only goal. How can I be in service to folks that are in the sex worker community? Um, And so we got to kind of like talk through, you know, things that could show up, right? Like, huh, okay, what about um, calming the nervous system or Mm -hmm. strengthening and fortifying the nervous system? And I feel like tinctures, which are alcohol-based, they can be very fast acting. Mm -hmm. But what I found working in movement spaces, some folks use alcohol as a resource, Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to only have tinctures. Right. And right. so that's how I started playing with glycerates, which I love. Like tinctures are combinations of different herbs versus glycerates are like single herbs. Okay. Okay. And so you can really right dose and find out, like check in with your bodies. I always say bodies, right? Because there's so many layers to who we are, like mm-hmm. our physical body, our emotional bodies, our spiritual bodies, our political bodies, um, our mental bodies, you know, and then we can kind of sit down. I usually chat with folks um, and find out, like, what are they needing in this moment? So it's nice to just find out, like, okay, how am I checking with my body? How am I feeling in this moment and what would serve? Mm -hmm. And what's convenient, right? Like, tea, we're sitting here having a conversation, but that doesn't mean we have, like, a French press and hot water available at all times. So Mm -hmm. I was like, how can I create, like, a dynamic product line where, okay, you may feel frazzled and a spray can immediately, you know, like, that sense of Mm -hmm. smell can, like, shift energy or shift a mood instantly (laughs) right so how i'm just curious now how did you um get into all of this as far as uh crafting and creating your own products i'm just i'm I'm always just curious about how people got to where they are if you would like to share yes oh of course well i'm gonna start in the beginning i was a young mom i was a teenage mom and so I didn't have a lot of money, Mm -hmm. and I remember when um, Jasmine, um, my daughter, was really young, like a toddler, and she was, like, not feeling well in her body, took her to the pediatrician, filled a prescription, and then she was, like, projectile vomiting from the pharmaceuticals that they um, prescribed to her, Mm -hmm. and... I was like, something is wrong with this. Right. And I called the pharmacy and the pharmacist was like, oh, I've never seen that prescribed under to a child under the age of 10. Oh. And Jasmine was like two or three. Oh, my goodness. And so moving forward, I know. And I went to University of Maryland College Park. Mm -hmm. And down the street from University of Maryland is Smile Herb Shop. So every time Jasmine got sick, um... I would take her to be diagnosed and then work with herbs. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing with herbs forever and ever. Okay. Um, with this in particular, when we were doing a lot of facilitation, I was like, okay, my gifting is in herbal medicine. Um, and I, I grew up with a garden as well. So I feel like I've always had this connection with plants just in a very different way when I was younger. I felt mm-hmm. like food was medicine Okay. when I was younger. And then once, Jasmine um, just blessed us with her presence. Mm -hmm. That's when I started, you know, like really exploring herbal medicine. And when I was in, I went to grad school for herbal medicine, which is, that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother (laughs) podcast. Mm -hmm. But I went to um, 
It is now Maryland University of Integrative Health, um, or MUIH. And so I went to grad school and studied um, herbal medicine, which I could talk about both sides of the coins, but what really resonated with me was I loved formulating. I loved being a practitioner. Mm -hmm. um, And I so enjoyed the product making side of things. So I kind of started playing with developing products when I was in grad school. Okay. And then I had always been a massage therapist. Like Mm -hmm. that was kind of my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. And then when we became the Oxalis Collective, that's when I was like, yes, this product line. Yes. Herbs can serve. So I, during our facilitations, we would have a whole tea station. Mm hmm. So depending on the topic or subject of the day, like if we were going to harvest something really difficult and there would be difficult conversations throughout the day, I might start the day with ho-calm tea. Okay. Right. And that would just calm all of our nervous systems so we could have these difficult conversations. And then we would take a break and kind of reset the room with sprays right like clearing sprays and protection sprays like how do we continue to keep this space safe right um and then there would be lots of difficult conversations and like conflict like real conflict and righteous anger and i was like okay how are we gonna sometimes that word medicine doesn't serve Mm -hmm. so i would be like okay let's separate these folks from the group and let's have a conversation outside and one person may want to let it go the other person may want to stay in that anger right so Mm -hmm. how could i support both of those folks like both of their truths Mm -hmm. um and and their energies so that it just kind of happened so organically based on like being a facilitator okay i love that i love that so much though that it's um you know, really focusing on creating a holistic approach, right? Instead of just having, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's only one way to do this and this is the only right way. And, you know, anybody who doesn't follow that protocol is doing it wrong because people need so much more. People are so multifaceted. And I feel like in so many spaces, yeah. um, both as healing spaces and as like uh, spaces where you talk or organizer spaces or activist spaces, that's so not addressed well enough a lot of the time, I feel like. That's real. That is real talk. And I I feel like the my work in the world is activism, but I don't label myself as an activist. Mm-hmm. Like, Activists are like in it. Yep. Like my, I have the utmost respect for y'all. Like the, your work in the world, it is so um, purpose aligned. Um, folks are so passionate about their work in the world. And I'm like, if I can be a container and hold space for you all to do your work in the world and be your best selves, I'm all about that. <laughs> You know, I think that's really such an important thing to say, though, because a lot of people feel like um, like they can't contribute to a movement if they're not like necessarily like on the front lines or like they're not like in the streets protesting. And it's like, no, there's so much, you know, that makes a movement like there's, you know, for and I try to tell folks like for every time you see you know, like a march, right? And there's there's people in the streets. There's someone behind all those people who are, um, you know, like passing out water, helping with food, helping watch children, helping hold mm-hmm. space to talk about, um, you know, mental health, having, you know, spiritual leaders for check-ins. Like any movement or any type of activism is so multifaceted. You don't have to necessarily only engage in one type to be part of a movement you know like it's just as important to be you know you know like directly in it doing direct action as much as it is to have support systems so that at the end of the day when you need to decompress or reevaluate you have a safe place to do that you have someone to facilitate that space and I just feel like that's so important and people really don't like acknowledge it like they just look at like one person and be like oh I can't be that type of activist I guess I should just stay home and it's like no you don't you don't have to do nothing you can still do something absolutely that's real it's like just tap into your giftings and figure out 
how you can be in service, right? Like, exactly. how, what can I offer to this movement? And lots of times I will literally speak to some activists um, and send care packages for their movement. Like if there's a march mm-hmm. or a gathering, um, how can I be in service? What y'all need? Right. Y'all exactly. need me. And it's such a privilege. Like, I feel so blessed to have that trust because I get to make teas. Like I, I get to literally deliver two gallons of tea and mm-hmm. folks feel safe drinking it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. No, I totally and knowing that there are honeys waiting for them or how can they, I've done like foot sprays, mm-hmm. like cooling foot sprays because folks have literally been protesting all day or yeah. literally in the streets all day long. And at least there's a, just healing space for them to like just rest mm-hmm. that is so and important. just be and know that they're taken care of so that's I love it <laughs> yeah and that's I, and I honestly I, I think that you know we need to be better about that as well when it comes to activists because I feel like a lot of times people feel like you're not supposed to ask for help you know like if you've been in the streets all day mm. like you're supposed to just go home and you know not talk about it but it's like you may need someone to you know help you with like your your muscles might be sore you might need someone to rub your back you might need someone to bring you water you might need you know what I mean physically mentally spiritually you might need someone to help you at the end of the day like don't be embarrassed to ask for that you know because otherwise you just burn out and then you become ineffective you know because you can't keep that pace forever without there being negative consequences to your health in some type of way you know and totally yeah I feel like we need to be better about talking about that too that it's okay to ask for holistic healing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and one observation that that I've had working with activists is activists are brilliant 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 like strategists Mm -hmm. so there is a there's a part or activists tend to really live in their mental body Mm-hmm. Because it's strategy, right? Like thinking things through, right? If this, then that. Like just all this brilliance. But then what's the impact of always being in the mental body, right? right. And sometimes there can be like an area of improvement can be like the emotional body, right? Instead of like really experience like this whole range of emotions, it could be rooted in like anger right. or upset. Mm-hmm. Um and so there's a lot of mental body, specifically with glycerates. And what I love about glycerates is one, they're sweet, and two, they are um, one herb. So you can really build a relationship with one specific herb. Mm-hmm. And one of the glycerates that's going to be offered in the Sacred Whore line is called Self Care Journey, Ooh. and it is passion flower. Okay. And passion flower energetically, it's a beautiful, beautiful um, flower. It is for folks that are kind of like hamster in the wheel, mm. like those thoughts, like folks that can literally be up all night because they are so in, in their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so passion flower kind of like just chills all that out of it. Like, no, no, you don't have to be in your b- mental body. Like, let's. <laughs> calm this on down yeah i love that i think um i i can think of a lot of people who could definitely use that <laughs> myself included oh, yeah. <laughs> if i'm yeah. being honest me I mean, too <laughs> I mean, I can tell, though, because I've been once I I knew that we were going to have a conversation, I have been like just listening to just random episodes of your podcast, which is amazing. (laughs) Thank you. And um, I can just tell from your analysis, like your analysis is so profound. And it's like, of course, Phoenix is like this brilliant strategist. (laughs) So passion flower will probably definitely serve. And I just jotted it down, too. So that will definitely go in your care package. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I am definitely one of those like, hmm, I should be sleeping, but I I have time to think about things. (laughs) Let me sit up and think about things. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, rest is so important. Like those those very very outward bursts of energy, whether it's your 
you know, literally your activism or doing this, right? This requires you to be like very outward and speaking your truth. So there's a time to kind of be external and just passion flower just brings us back inside. Like, no, no, there's a time to rest. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, I need to be better about that. Cause you know, and I, I think that that's like, just like the eternal problem when you, you know, are aware of a situation and you want to engage in, you know, some type of activism, you know, and I, and I mean, activism yeah. is very broad, right? Cause you can, it can be sure. like marching in the streets. It can be um, lobbying with politicians. It can be creating spaces yeah. for people. It can be um, entirely online, you know, pushing um, information and, you know, creating networks totally. and resources, you know? So, I mean, activism is like a very, very broad word, but I find that that's like an issue with, you know, people who are involved in activism is really hard to turn it off because once you see a problem, it's hard to stop seeing the problem. And sometimes it just feels like really sure. overwhelming because the problem, like these problems we're facing, you know, especially talk about like sex workers rights, right? Because this is inherently tied mm -hmm. to disability rights. It's tied to racism. It's tied to uh, immigration. Mm -hmm. It's tied to, you know, sexism and misogyny. It's tied to LGBTQ antagonism in the world that we live in. It's tied mm -hmm. to class. It's, it, you know, it's, because sex workers, you know, are in so many of these various categories existing at the same time. And it's just like, it, it can feel very overwhelming because there's so many issues. And it's like once you make, you know, an, one inch of progress, you feel like you get knocked two feet back all the time. And so, yeah, I think that that's um, yeah. definitely something a lot of activists or people who engage in any type of activism really do need to focus on is like that, like that self-healing because the problem's still mm. going to be there tomorrow, but you need to be there tomorrow yeah. too. So figure out how to Absolutely. make, you know, figure out how to make both, you know, figure out how to make that work, <laughs> you know? And yeah, that's exactly. definitely something I struggle with a lot, but huh, it's, it's, it's tough out there, you know? Yeah. It's real talk. And uh, another thing I love about just herbs, like just hearing you describe like all of these challenges like this one inch forward and two feet back what i love about herbs is that it can also they can just work energetically it's not mm -hmm. like a pharmaceutical where it's just working on this one specific path right, right. like herbal medicine one it's the medicine of the people mm -hmm. and then two i often refer to herbal medicine as like plant spirit medicine mm -hmm. because a lot of times all i'm doing i'm kind of like a matchmaker <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that like description. Energetics of, right, like I'm matching the energetics of the person that I'm working with and trying to figure out like, all right, what herbs want to come out and play and support Phoenix? You know, it's just <laughs> being this matchmaker. Uh -huh. um, and so when I heard you say that, like this one inch forward and two feet back, I just thought of like how herbal medicine can really serve the spirit mm -hmm. um so for example there's um one of the glycerates which i love it's called holy journey and it's holy basil okay in a glycerate and it's so divine like holy basil is oh, just like this minty like aromatic herb and mm -hmm. it is an adaptogen right it just helps your body adapt to stress and traditionally like in india outside the ashrams holy basil is grown so it's kind really? of like here i'm here to support your spiritual body mm -hmm. as well okay i love that um can i pause you for one second of course Okay, we're back on. Sorry for the awkward pause break, y'all. If you have been listening to the podcast, you know about the cat situation. Yes, Jamal was trying to get into the office again. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> Ooh, Jamal. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Jamal. It's wild. He loves to be in the office. He's He thinks he's a dog. We adopted him from a family that had dogs. And so he has a lot of dog-like behavior. Oh. So he's just like, give me all the attention. All of it. All the time. Exactly. So, yeah. Now. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, it becomes a situation <laughs> when we're recording in here with the door closed and he'll be, you know, just running into the door, making all this noise. And I'm like, don't mess up my audio. Come on. I'm not good at engineering oh. yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We were talking Your about... just misses you. <laughs> He's silly, but... All right, so we were talking about Basil, and he, he'll be fine. I'll give him, I, I will brush him out after we're done recording. He, he loves that. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yes, but Basil. So <laughs> tell me tell me more about Basil. I feel like, yes. you know, because, you know, I was um, growing some herbs on the porch this summer, and Basil's one of them, and now you're saying all these things about Basil. I was just going to, like, use it for cooking, but I feel like maybe I'm not tapping the full potential here. Yeah, yeah, and this is holy basil in particular. But, I mean, basil is yum, yum, yum. I mean, there's I tend to use basil for cooking as well. But this particular glycerate is holy basil, mm-hmm. which is oh, it's just such a beautiful aromatic herb. Like, it's just really great for... I think of it as, like, supporting the spirit and having clarity in thought mm-hmm. so when folks are kind of at this crossroad and they either need to make a decision that's a lie that's kind of a lie I will use it when folks know what is best you know they know what is there for their best and highest good but there's some fear around taking that leap Okay. That's when I will put holy basil in someone's formula. Okay. But it's great. It's an adaptogen, so it helps your body adapt to stress. Um, which I'm like, we should all probably be on adaptogens. Period. Right. I believe that wholeheartedly. We should all, um, literally have a custom blended adaptogen for ourselves and our energetics. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably like a digestive bitter. Okay. Like, so that we can continue to, like, literally keep our digestion flowing, be able to let go of things, and fortify our immune system. So, holy basil is just a beautiful adaptogen. Now, did you say a bitter? Yes. What what is that? Yes. Old school. Bitters are old school. So, (sighs) bitters are literally bitter (laughs) so the same thing like when we taste i feel like lots of folks don't recognize that there are five or six different tastes right Mm -hmm. i think that we are very practiced with sweet and we're very practiced with salty Mm -hmm. but like bitter pungent astringent and sour those aren't necessarily flavors that folks care for right but they're out there in the world so bitters literally the same face that we make when we taste bitters like that that's Mm -hmm. exactly what's happening to our gallbladder so it's kind of like giving our gallbladder a bit of a nudge Mm -hmm. um, to release bile so that we can have like more efficient digestion okay it's the best way i can put it okay Mm -hmm. and there's there are some i'm just trying to think of out of the tinctures there is one bitter um and it's called can't affect me so it literally Mm -hmm. supports the digestive system but interestingly in the chinese medicine model like anger lives in the liver so if you have someone that always shows up Um, With this mood of anger, you can also use bitters in that way to kind of cool down the liver a little bit. Liver might be a little overloaded and toxic. So we can use digestive, you know, like use bitters in that way, too. Like if I see someone that is always showing up like in upset, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Let's talk this out. Mm -hmm. And then how can herbs support their body? I will probably lean towards bitters. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just dropping all the knowledge on us right now. Okay. Yes. Hmm. And it'll be interesting, too. I will actually be vending at Woolhall at the... Um, will you be there? Yeah, I'm going to be at Woolhall, yes. Pass, by the way. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be at Woodhall. I'm excited. Okay, wonderful. So I will be there as well. All right. So we get to we get to um, meet in person. Yeah. So I'll actually be vending there, and it's it's going to be interesting being in this conference setting because I'm used to doing like pop up shops here and there. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine like how many folks are going to show up for this this summit. Um, um, I, so it'll be interesting. It seems like there's going to be a lot of people, and I'm really excited about it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. So so I, it'll be interesting being this entire project has had me up level on in so many ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have all this social media stuff on standby, like once the website goes live mm-hmm. um, and then going from little pop up shops, which are a few hours to being at a conference for like, I think it's like four days out yep. there. So to yep. be at a conference for like three or four days. Um, and then how do I explain, do I explain all the herbs? Do I just ask folks like how they're feeling that particular day or what resonates with them? So it'll be interesting um, to be at a summit with, I'm sure, hundreds of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm super excited about it. Um yeah, I might have to come see you before I speak because I have to speak the first day. And I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we will so. get you all settled in. Yeah, which is a fun fact for um, people who listen to the podcast. I'm actually a massive introvert and I hate public speaking. Yeah, I know. I do it often. Doesn't make me comfortable with it. So, you know, but you do what you got to do. <laughs> okay. All good. Maybe we'll, on the sneak tip, I'll have like a little French press because I know you like tea. Thank so you. So if you um, drink while you present, then you can have your tea. And we'll do some little tincture, actually, mm-hmm. that Justice helped me, again, rename all these products. And it's called Come Down. Okay. And it's actually to ground and kind of deactivate your nervous system. Oh, that's so we will yeah. make sure we have some come down tincture. <laughs> that's that's what I need in my life. And then man. we'll have some tea. Yeah. It's public so speaking cool. is like. The... Oops. Uh Oh, did we say the beautiful thing? Uh Oh, did uh, I, lose I think you? I lost you for a second there. Hold on. What was okay. that you said? OK. The great thing with tinctures is that they are alcohol based. And if there's no particular reason why there's like, you know, alcohol is okay. I mm-hmm. can totally do alcohol. Tinctures are very fast acting. And then what you can do is I'll just make sure I already in my mind already have three items for your um, for your care package. So Ooh. that's going to be another one to come down. That way you can kind of take it like 30 minutes before you speak and okay. then 15 minutes before. Or, and then right before lights, camera, action, you can okay. take it one more time and then you'll just be, you'll be in your bodies. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, that sounds very helpful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, so I guess, can you offer any like, um, just sort of general advice for people who are considering um, going to more nor- more natural methods? As far as like herbs to use or what to look for or, you know, because a lot of folks, I think, aren't familiar with really using um, herbs as a any type of healing. Right. Like it's kind of just written off. I think. Sure. Yeah. I I agree. You know what? I always say I'm really into kitchen medicine Mm -hmm. because I think there is a very natural. I think we we all have um, herbs a.k.a. spices Mm -hmm. um, that we resonate with. So there are already allies right there in your pantry. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, I remember one time someone was like, Miss Karen, I'm not feeling well. And I'm like, go in your kitchen and tell me what's in your pantry. Yep. Right. So like, let's figure out, like, don't sleep on the power of things like salt, right, Mm -hmm. for taking a foot bath or, um, clearing energy or protecting your space, right? I'll be 
quick to put some salt by the door mm-hmm. to protect whatever energy comes in. Right. Um, so I'm always like kitchen medicine, like what is already available to you? Mm-hmm. Do you have herbs like rosemary, which is like the herb of remembrance? Mm-hmm. Do you have, let me see what else. Pepper is great, right, for, like, clearing energy, mm-hmm. um, taking herbs internally. Lots of folks have a whole collection of teas, yeah. and it's like, all right, get back to those simple things like teas right there in your pantry and just figure out, like, what resonates with you or create ritual, right? I think tea is a very sacred, ancient, simple ritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love teas. Like, yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Me too. I remember my life in teas. Yeah. And, you know, I remember, too, when um, my kids were little, when they used to have, like, a stomachache, I used to make, like, fennel seed tea for them. And everyone thought I was just out of my mind. And I was like, but it works. (laughs) It works. Exactly. And that's your, like, what a beautiful medicine, like, beautiful and intimate, right? Like, you created that ritual. Exactly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, so what are some of your favorite herbs to work with? Okay. My the hands down, my favorite go-to herb, and I've been asked this before, like, if you could only have one herb, hands down, it would be garlic. Garlic? <laughs> That's the one? I'm like, garlic? Yes. Garlic is anti-everything. Okay. Antiviral, antibacterial. And even though, I mean, I'm a sister girl, my dad was a brother from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and my mom's Chinese. So garlic was like the base for every dish that my grandmother cooked. (laughs) I love that, though. I love that. I'm all about the garlic life. And I also, um, I love rose as well. I think that's a beautiful heart medicine. Um, that I've just learned to love, like not just literal roses. I mean, like literally drinking tea with like rose petals in them. I mean, Ooh. definitely, y'all, make sure that it's organic. Mm-hmm. Because right. so many things, I mean, you know, like I wouldn't necessarily go to the store and pull off the petals and make mm-hmm. a tea because I don't know if those roses have been sprayed. Right. Or those pesticides. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, I mean, what a privileged thing to say. Let me, let me, let me reverse that. Let me back that on up. Um, Organic when you can. Yeah. And if you have access to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, it was all all of the, Mm -hmm. oh, I was going to say, it was funny you mentioned garlic because I'm actually growing garlic in the garden this year. (laughs) It's next to the onions. Yes. (laughs) Very nice. How, what else are you growing? I love Um. it. Mostly, well, in the yard, um, because we finally were able to uh, rent like a like a two flat that actually has a yard. I'm like super excited because this is the first time I've had a yard in forever. Um, so in the yard, it's mostly vegetables. There's uh, potatoes, tomatoes, onions, garlic, um, cucumbers, zucchini, green beans, um, cabbage, spinach, lettuce, and strawberries and raspberries. And then, yeah, (laughs) I am that person. I'm like, I was so excited. I was so excited because I have like a canning set I haven't been able to use in forever. And I'm like, I'm making, you know, dill pickles. And, um, you know, yeah, I'm I'm canning my tomato sauce. I'm so excited about it Um, because I am that type of like do-it-yourself nerd. Like this is what I live for. Um, So I'm going to be doing that this fall. And then... um, uh, on the porch, because we also have a porch, because, you know, it's a house that we're renting. Um, I'm excited because yeah. there's, you know, space on the porch. So that's where, like, all my herbs are. So I've got lavender, thyme, basil, catnip, uh, lemon balm. Um, what else do I have mm-hmm. up there? Yeah. Um, I think I have some marjoram, um, parsley, chives, dill. I think that's most of it. I had some other stuff too, but um, I put things out a little too early. And then like, remember, well, actually, no, you don't remember because you don't live in Illinois. We had this like freak snowstorm, like out of nowhere in 
like the end of April. And I was like, well, oh, there go most of my plans. <laughs> so wow. I lost a few things. Yeah, I was. it was literally like the last week of April, I want to say. And I was over here like, okay, like bringing my plants back in, trying to brush them off and warm them up and get the snow out. And I was I was so mad because I had just planted things the weekend before. And I was like, really? It's going to snow now. So, oh, yeah. wow. But most of um, what I planted came through. My artichokes did not make it, unfortunately. And most of the carrots didn't mm-hmm. make it. But um, a lot of stuff survived. So, yeah, I'm especially excited about the catnip and the lavender. I love those. Like, that's. Mm-hmm. That, that's how I go to sleep. <laughs> yes. And I mean, that is a lovely tea. I mean, it's like you have so many plant allies right there on your porch. Yeah. I, like, well, and, and yeah, I, I love that. We have so many. I'm in Maryland and I am outside of D.C. Like we live in the suburbs and the deer here, mm-hmm. they aren't afraid at all like there have been deer at my front door like hello and i'm like oh my gosh i need to actually get in my car and go somewhere and i was wondering if you could (laughs) just move out the way so i can get to my car so yes i do not i have like indoor plants because the deer Mm -hmm. they give like just no fucks they're like, thank you. Thanks for growing all of this food for me. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. yeah fortunately, um, we do not have deer here. But um, and then, you know, okay. just because stuff is on the porch, typically the animals will stay away from it. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, it's the typical things like possums and skunks and rabbits and whatnot. But mostly it's Got okay. It. So, yeah. But, huh. Mm, you have lots of allies like lots of beautiful allies i love lavender i love lemon balm too it really just like it's like i call it liquid sunshine Mm -hmm. like it just lifts my spirits it does yeah i love i love lemon balm i think it's very underrated honestly yeah it's 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 a yeah it's sunshine in a cup Yeah, literally. Literally. I wish I remember. I've been, like, working on memorizing a section um, with all, just renaming all these products. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's a lemon balm glycerin, and the name slips my mind. I think it's, like, called Chemsex. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. And it's a lemon balm glycerin. So I, I just feel like there's just such yummy and accessible medicine mm-hmm. in the product line absolutely i'm so excited about this product line do you know um when the official launch date is just off the top of your head you know what i do not i believe it will be um right on time for the summit okay that's which awesome. i believe that's what august 15th um i think it starts on I the, think f- it's the f- 14th i think i should okay, know because 14th, i'm going the, uh, but <laughs> like, mm. yeah, this thing I'm going to and speaking at the opening day, I should probably know when the opening day is, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. By the time it comes around, we'll be there. <laughs> as long as I get on the plane well, on time, I'm going to be okay. Um, exactly. Yeah. Let me see here. I'm just going to Google it real quick. Um, the 15th through the 18th. Okay, the 15th. So, yeah. So, it should be, like, right on time for the summit. Awesome. That's amazing. I'm super excited about it. So, all right. So, as of next Thursday, we can start ordering your products that I'm super duper excited about. Yes. Me too. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and since you're here... And I have like the forever um, sinusitis. What what can I do to help with that? Is there something that helps with that? Oh, I always say one is to figure out. Like, do you know what the trigger is? I think it's because I have a deviated septum. Ah, uh, got it. So it's like structural. Yep. And then what? T- tell me about um, 
symptoms. Mm-hmm. I usually don't have folks. Lots of folks, they're just like, tell me about neti pots, you know, and during, <laughs> you know, when things are like actively kind of flared, that's not necessarily the best time to do a neti pot. But are there things that have worked in the past for you to like relieve some of the symptoms? Um, I mean, a little bit, although it's gotten worse as I've gotten older, I assume just because it's getting more deviated, I guess. I'm just assuming. Got it. Um, but yeah, so it's just, I don't know. It's just like a constant nasal drip. It's just really annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Got it. I know. So my, my mind usually goes to like, hmm, what are some more drying herbs okay. that may serve, right? Like more astringent herbs. Um, and it's so interesting there was an herb that came to my mind and it slipped my mind. So hopefully by the time we are not, you know, by the time we aren't recording, <laughs> it will come back to my mind. But there was an herb that kind of just like flashed. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what Phoenix's energetics are. Hmm. You know, like I would ask folks, like, are you more on the spectrum of like hot and cold? Are you at either one of the extremes or do you feel pretty neutral? And then on the spectrum of like damp and dry, um, do you kind of overall, right? So we know that at least in your sinuses, you know, things are pretty damp. So my body goes, I mean, my mind goes too dry. Mm -hmm. But we also have to think about your personal energetics too, right? So if you're already dry, how do we find some sort of, happy balance between wanting to dry out your sinuses a bit um, to, you know, making you even drier okay. overall. Ooh, I think we're going to have a lot to talk we'll about chat. at Woodhull. We'll be... <laughs> exactly. We will be sure to chat, and that way we can, like, literally... Because I feel like herbs kind of get pegged into like a little box right like chamomile mm-hmm. comes to mind yeah it's kind of always been picked as like oh sleepy time tea folks mm-hmm. really i mean you know folks minds go to chamomile but the way i think of chamomile is more energetic like anything that's like red hot and inflamed mm-hmm. you want to chill it out with chamomile so that could be topically like on your skin something like kind of itchy Mm-hmm. You can do like a little compress of chamomile oh. or then something red hot and flame, kind of like the first thing. I mean, this is kind of extreme, but my mind thinks about like an ulcer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of like a really like inflammatory process with a lot of heat. Right. So chamomile can really soothe that type of um, <coughs> condition as well. That's so, so fascinating. I would say, you know, yeah, like really thinking about herbs, you know, instead of using one herb one way, like how can we use one herb like many, many, many different ways? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's super interesting because, yeah, I think like you said, there's just, you know, only people think of only one way to use something and it's, you know, like the sleepy time tea and there's no other application. But yeah, there's so many things you can do. I love it. Totally. Totally. Okay. Um, So we're going to, we have about maybe 15 minutes left. Is there anything in particular you wanted to mention? Hmm. I am really excited to see like just how this line transforms. Mm -hmm. Like I'm excited to be in community. I'm excited to be at the summit to kind of like just have my fingers on the pulse like what are the needs of the people so I right. feel like this is like a living breathing line mm-hmm. um, and then the more I learn the more I'm educated like through conversations I'm just excited to see how this like continues to just morph and transform mm-hmm I'm super excited about your line. I think it's going to be amazing. And, you know, like I said earlier, I just think it's awesome that sex workers are getting more opportunities to engage in different types of healthcare or more holistic types of healthcare. And I think it's also important, too, 
because, you know, I don't think I mentioned it earlier. I think I thought it and didn't say it. Um, <clears throat> you know, one of the yeah. issues I find that sex workers have, too, when it comes to healthcare is <clears throat> inaccessibility. Like, even if you mm-hmm. do have health insurance, even if you can, you know, like, physically get to a doctor's office, you still might not get the best care if they know what you do, you know, or they know you've had any yeah, sort of experience in sex work. And so I think it's also super important to um, be able to create you know, like welcoming spaces and safe spaces for people who have, you know, been involved with sex work to um, find some sort of healing, you know, without that judgment. Because there are so many sex workers who are like terrified that their doctors are going to find out what they do or sex workers who have been to doctors um, who know what they do. And it's like, you know, they just refuse to treat you um, with the same dignity and respect that they would treat other patients. And it's like, so frustrating sometimes trying to access care so i love the idea that this is um you know a holistic natural approach but it's also being presented from a place without shame or stigma that it's like anyone can come here and that's just such yeah. a beautiful thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just from that conversation with justice when we were kind of like figuring out you know how to really tailor this product line like literally to sex workers one of the um things that came up was like not only immune support but one it's called feel better it's a tincture mm-hmm. and it's like anti everything it's antiviral it's antibacterial at least that can be something folks can take in the meantime in between time um to just tend to themselves right Mm -hmm. like immune support nervous system support we were talking about um even like disassociation you know like having these really deep and profound conversations like okay what what are the bodies to support right um and so it was like mental body spiritual body and I just thought through different systems, right? Okay, mm-hmm. nervous system. How can we support immune system? How can we support this overall health? So it's just been, uh, it has really had me put my creative thinking cap on. Right. So, and is that, mm-hmm. um, so is that like uh, stressful or is that like exciting, you know, trying to come up with, you know, new ways and putting the thinking cap on? So is it, you know what I mean? Because some people, they're like, I don't want this challenge. And some people are like, I love this challenge. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. I love creative challenges. And I remember one time I got this reading and it kind of freaked me out a bit. Like, Mm -hmm. and this person was doing a reading and they were like, Karen, you are always going to play at the edges. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to have one of these like nine to five jobs. Um, you're constantly going to be like redefining yourself. You're constantly going to be kind of playing at the edges and doing cutting edge stuff. So you just got to get ready for that. Mm. And that kind of freaked me out. Like, oh my gosh, like my mom, I'm 43 and my mother still wants me to be a physical therapist like my brother, you know, (laughs) like have that stable job, Karen, and Mm -hmm. get benefits and retirement and all those things. But it's like, that's not my destiny, you know, like my right. destiny is to play at the edges and, you know, be in service to communities and be creative. So I love it. I embrace it. Oh, I totally appreciate that. Cause I am also one of those people who's just like, ah, I don't think that's, I don't think that's my thing. That's not my thing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't gotta, and yeah. you know that's the thing. Gonna... I was like, I don't know what my thing is. I just know what it isn't so far, right? Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, I'm ve- I'm very much one of those people. I I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and and that was beautiful. And I remember my dad said that to me when I was younger. And I remember coming home, and believe it or not, I I can't believe I'm gonna say this publicly. I thought I wanted to be a pharmacist back really? in the day. Really, a pharmacist. I'm at the total, like, opposite end of the spectrum now. And I remember I was working in a pharmacy, and I was like, Daddy, I can't stand this job. Mm-hmm. And my dad said, Karen, you know what? At least you know what you don't want to do. Right. Which is also important. And I was like, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. 
No, I think I think that's actually very important. And I also think it's like unfortunate that we have a society where people can't just do what they want to do. I think that's, you know, like I, I just I feel like we would be so much better along as an entire species of people if more people had freedom to do the work that makes them happy, you know. Because then That's you can real really, talk. you know, excel excel at what you do and be proud of what you do and be happy with what you do. But it's like, you know, you have to work to pay the bills. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, that means getting stuck into a job that you hate and you don't have time yeah. to, you know, embrace your creative side or, you know, really let yourself shine through with what you do. And it's just like so depressing that that's, you know, the way society is and. You know, I've talked mm-hmm. about it a lot, but, you know, how we view labor is really messed up, honestly, because, you know, if, yeah. it, if I could do, if I could do anything, I would have a small farm and I would raise, you know, like chickens and goats and I would make sure that, you know, all my neighbors had, you know, fresh vegetables and eggs and goat milk. And like, that's what I would do. But, you know, Absolutely. because like because like some CEO who makes ten thousand dollars isn't paying me ten dollars an hour to do it. Somehow it's not real work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm-hmm. but you still have to get out there and take care of the animals. And you still, you know, you know, farming is work and gardening is work and raising animals is it's work. But it's not seen as valid labor mm-hmm. under our current model. And I think that's like just so distressing because, I mean, I would love doing it. And who doesn't want to get, you know, fresh eggs and vegetables? You know what I mean? Literally. Like locally grown, like everybody wants that. But, you know, here we are. Totally. And then to be so, I mean, I just love, I just feel like you're so compassionate and like just you move from your heart. So to also be concerned with like the well-being of the folks in your community is a beautiful thing. Like you being in your yumminess, <laughs> um, everyone else can like benefit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing. And I think that that's, you know, how it would work. If, you know, people had more freedom to do what they wanted to do, they would be able to, you know, give like naturally, organically give back to their communities, you know. But yeah, here we are. Yes, absolutely. We working with what we have. We're going to make this lemonade. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. We're going to make this lemonade. Mm hmm. Um, all right. That is us at about an hour. That went by really fast. That's awesome. Um, cause that means everybody had fun. <laughs> so, um, thank oh you. Gosh, I so enjoyed this. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So thank you for checking out Swapcast. And of course, uh, we are going to post up all the links for the sacred horror line as soon as it launches, which will be next week. Um, in the meantime, if anybody wants to find you on any sort of social media, is there a place they can do that? Absolutely. I am on. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm getting better. This is what <laughs> Sacred Horror Line has prepared me. I'm not going to be a root anymore. I tend to do a lot of work underground. Mm-hmm. Um, I am determined to be a leaf or a flower. I'm okay. going to show up in that way. So I am on Instagram, um, KLCC Collective. Okay. And also at Rhythmic Botanicals, that might be a little sad, but once Sacred Horror Line is online, that um, handle will be more active. I'm on Facebook, not as much, but Karen L. Culpepper. Okay. And then email, if you email me, hello at klcccollective.com, that will get to me as well. Okay. Um, What was the name of the website one more time? You know what? I do not have a website. It is being worked on behind the scenes. Oh, okay. But everything kind of goes through. It will eventually be klccollective.com. Okay. Um, But right now I have the email coming up because I would love for folks, if they have any questions about, you know, products, Mm -hmm. um, once... Because we're manifesting in advance, once folks start purchasing, if they have specific questions, I totally want to be accessible to any questions folks have okay awesome okay so now y'all know where to find these products where to find uh karen and of course keep your eyes out uh, oh keep your eyes out no keep your eyes open <laughs> for the uh sacred horror line it'll be here next week so 
Um, we're going to make it through Woodhull. We're going to make it through this product launch, and it's going to be amazing. All right. Um, thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us, and we are out of here.